0: Welcome to the Hustle and Grime Podcast. I am your co-host, Ryan Oakley of Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks. And I'm sitting here with Jason Hartwell at JK Blades. we got a super duper special guest in today. Um, this is like my personal favorite guest that's been on the show so far. Miss Jesse Jess, <laughs> Jessica Rose Clark, the one thirty-five pound UFC fighter. How you doing today, Jesse?
1: You made me feel really special. Thank
0: you for that. <laughs> <laughs> you are really special. As, as like a, I know we were, we said we weren't going to talk about MMA, but like just for preference, like, or whatever. I'm a huge MMA fan. So to have you on the show yeah. for me is like a football star having like Tom Brady on the show, you know, to them. So this is awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm like super floored me. by this. I've been, I've been nervous about this for like, a month now since we said we were going to do it. <laughs> you, you
2: can attest to that. So, oh yeah. But hey, man,
1: you may be my favorite kitchen knife. Like I wasn't going to say no.
2: That that is an you, awesome knife. I have another yeah, I one just like it for knife. sale.
1: Actually, you know, it's so it's so fucking nice. Sorry, am I allowed to cuss? I'm sorry.
0: Fuck yeah, you you can say yeah, anything cool. you want.
1: <laughs> okay, yo, know, it's so nice, but I lost the sheep, Like I want to say a week after. I got the knife. So now it sits on my bookcase. because uh, I don't I refuse to put it in my knife drawer, so it sits by itself on the bookcase until I use it.
0: Awesome. Nice. The sheath was garbage anyway, so it's okay. You <laughs> <lost> it. <laughs> it was just like a kydex slipover blade cover type deal. But Yeah. So how's everything going with you? What are you up to?
1: Yeah. Uh right now I'm making posts and talking to you guys. Um, nice. but honestly, I not up too much. My life is pretty boring right now, just while I'm trying to rehab this stupid elbow.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. I was watching. Uh, that shit's yeah,
1: kind
0: it's one of them deals, you know, it, it happens. But, so I wanted to yeah. ask you about Vegemite because I have no idea what it is. I heard oh, DC on here talking shit about it. And I know that you love it. I don't know what so, that
1: is either. i do I'll make a vegemite toast right now while I'm talking to you. Um,
0: so what is vegemite?
1: So vegemite, let me tell you what it says on the label. Start happy with vegemite. It's uh it's it's the vitamins and folate, but it's really just a yeast taste. It's like kinda of, kind of salty. I think I think what it tastes closest to might be like a like a fish sauce. You know, like they use it in, in Thai food and stuff like that. But instead, oh, okay. you put it on well buttered toast, and it's incredible. But you can't put too much on it. A lot of Americans fuck it up and they put it on like a, you know, butter on the color, and you can't do that. That's, I don't even eat it like that. You put it on like, like, you make a toast, you put a stock load of butter on it, let the butter melt in, and then you put Vegemite on just enough, like, color the toast, and it's, oh my God, it's the best. It's so, so it's good. Real, I
0: literally create it. It's, so good. It's, it's, it's really yeah. strong. You don't need much.
1: Yeah, it's very, very strong. Very salty, very strong.
2: Nice, nice. I just googled so, that because I've never heard of it either. And I feel like I've seen that bottle somewhere. That yellow bottle yeah, with you the would have. Yeah.
1: It's pretty iconically Australian
2: as well. Well, I like Australian things. Except for everything there can kill you, is what I've always heard. You know, they got all the most dangerous stuff there.
1: Yeah, but wait, don't, aren't you from Georgia? Don't you have gators in Georgia?
2: Yeah, we wrestle them. <laughs> yeah, so what are you complaining about? <laughs> well, you don't, Americans but some do, people
1: do. Americans, do. Americans do way more weird shit with gators than what we do with fucking with and crocodiles.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially Georgia people, they do a lot of weird shit with gators. <laughs> but, I mean, y'all got like the jellyfish that can swim by you six feet away and kill you in 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, I don't know if it's 30 seconds, but we do. We have like, uh, Box Jellyfish. We have Era Kanji. wait, I'm Googling stuff now because they have like stupid long tentacles. Oh, man, then my phone's crazy. You guys are jinxed me. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, my phone's yeah. not working. Um, probably, you know, irikandis. God damn it. Yeah, because they have, uh, so in Australia, on all our beaches, we have um, figure nets. And so that's where you go swimming at the ocean, right? So their nets that are designed to keep, there'll be a shark net further out, and then there'll be a figure net, which is like a little box in the ocean, and that's what you go swimming. Um, but the Irukandji jellyfish still uh, get stuck in the net, and then their tentacles go inside the actual like swimming space. So people still get stung by them a lot.
2: Yeah, very uh, small so adult got, like, size of about a cubic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So iridescent jellyfish. Uh, the adult size is about a cubic centimeter, which is tiny. I'm trying to find how long. How long? And they're from where? Where I was born, like where I'm from. Just trying to find out how long that fucking. Pentacles uh,
2: so are So are you saying ear candy?
1: No, I'm from Ken. I'm from a place called Ken.
2: No, I'm saying the jellyfish. What kind oh, of
1: ear 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 candy? I r i k a n d j i ear candy.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And you thought I talked funny?
1: Yeah. Cause, yeah. Valid. <laughs> 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 <Ballad>. Valid. <laughs> <Ballad. laughs> Yeah, their tentacles are uh, up to like, three and a half feet long, but they're tiny like that. They're, like, the size of your pinky fingernail, the actual, like, head of the jellyfish, and then they have, yeah, a meter-long tentacles. So they still fuck you up. Like, they get through the net, so they get stuck in the net, and then the tentacles go inside the net. And so that's why usually when we go swimming... Like, I mean, everyone would go swimming and then jump on the net anyway because it'd be like way far out into the ocean. And it was, it was um, like, uh, what should I say? Like, it was, the top of it was buoyant, right? So it was like balloons and then they float and then the net hangs down underneath them. So that way it like blocks out fish and sharks and crocodiles and whatever. Um, but we would go and like sit on top of the, the buoyant part way out in the ocean. So it fucking didn't do anything anyway. Like, if you were going to get stung, that's where you get
0: stung. It's right by the net. Uh, that's crazy. So what was it like growing up in Australia? Is it is it really that um, much different from the U.S.? Like, you've, you've traveled all over the world, so you've seen the difference in cultures between here and there. Do um, you think it was a whole lot different over there than here?
1: Well, definitely for me, because I had a very different upbringing anyway. Um, like I grew around, I grew up traveling around in a van with my mom and the kids, you know, so I always, I pretty much lived the same lifestyle that I live right now, just driving around all the time. Um, so I like, so, so now, and I, I didn't really notice how different it, different it was when I was younger, but now as an adult and people try to talk to me, especially out here, they're like, Oh, you know, do you remember this song from when we were kids? Or do you remember this TV show? And I'm like, no, bro, like I grew up in a band all living in the bush. Like we didn't even have <laughs> a TV or a radio, you know? Like I don't, there's a lot of pop culture stuff from, from the 90s. Um, cause I'm born late 80s. So there's a lot of pop culture stuff from the 90s that I just have zero, zero reference of or recollection of, you know? Um, oh, wow. so I think, uh, yeah, yeah, so I can't really compare my upbringing to, like Australia to America because I had such a different upbringing in Australia anyway, you know, uh,
0: almost like that gypsy lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like we just used to travel around, um, my mom, me, uh, two younger sisters and one younger, one younger brother. And then ended up being three younger brothers because mom kept having kids. Um, <laughs> and then two dogs. We just used to drive around in a van and we'd live on different communities. So, like we lived on this one farm for about a year because my mom uh, was the caretaker for the owner. And so they have these things called rainbow gatherings and where they're and so people would travel from all over the world all over the country to come in and um, group together on this one piece of land or this property or whatever. And then they would have like a month long festival, but it would be like people would do a ton of drugs. Like it wasn't, like there weren't bands or anything. It wasn't a music festival like you think of now. It's like a, a uh, like a gathering of people who come together to kind of profess free and love, and like everyone shares the communal cooking and looks after the property and stuff like that. Because there's no electricity or anything like that, so everything's done by firelight. Like, like all the clothes are washed in the river. You know, like it's very kind of like the Amish, I guess. But people people would come from all over all over the world, all over Australia to meet at for this particular month for a rainbow gathering. Um, and that was kind of what we did growing up with, we, we would just follow a lot of these rainbow gatherings around and like go, go live on whatever property the next one was at for a couple of months. And always, we we're always around a ton of people, always around a ton of kids. Like we always lived either under a car or, or under nothing depending on what the weather was like. Um, yeah, it was very, very different, very different upbringing. It was fucking cool though.
0: It sounds pretty cool. That does sound pretty yeah. cool, especially as a kid when, like, you don't really know like the dynamics of the <laughs> world, and that's all you know. You know what I mean? I mean that must have been that must have been really <clears> cool. <throat> I mean that's yeah, probably why <throat> you're so, you're so unique. Like you're such a big draw for the UFC, and like your social media is off the charts just because you're super fucking interesting. You know? Um, <laughs> Thank you. I
1: think uh, you know what's funny is. Like, I think I'm really boring. <laughs> I always I'm like whenever I meet new people or like want to hang out with someone I'm like God like I'm so boring I <laughs> you're gonna figure that out really quick.
2: So what I do, no just
1: way. all because all I wanna do is just be out is be outdoors and do stuff with my dogs, you know? But like I don't surf or I don't fucking go and party, I don't go and do anything anything that I think regular people my age do. <laughs>
0: You're, how old, I don't, it's rude to ask how old you are, but how old are <laughs> you? Dude,
1: I, every, everything's on Google. Uh, I'm 35 at the
0: end of this year. Oh, yeah, we're the same age. I'm 36, Jason's
2: 38, right? Uh, I don't, yeah, same thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah same generation. Eight, yeah, 80s. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wait, is so, Jason still
2: 80s or is he late 70s? I'm not that old now. I'm not that old. I'm almost, I'll be 40 in December, I think. Either 39 or
1: 40. You think? T- what year were you born? 80. You born 82 or 80? I was born 83, 83.
2: 83. Well, then you'll I'm be 39. Okay, so I'll be 39. There we go. See, I've, yeah. I've, I haven't known for 39 years. Took you one minute. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> I was born in 85. That's the best one. Right in the middle. Okay, I'm 87. Nice, nice. All the best
2: people were born in the 80s. It's a fact. Started going downhill from there.
1: Yeah, all my favorite people were definitely born 80s or earlier.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. After that, it's just a bunch of pussies started getting bred. The world changed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to comment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need need you guys going to be canceled (laughs) for a (laughs) podcast.
0: You know who looks like they have a super interesting life? Hans Molenkamp. What's Hans Molenkamp like? I follow him on social media and he's always like blowing <laughs> shit up and shooting bows and getting punched in the face <laughs> by people. And
1: Honestly, it's so like when all the shit happened with Dominic Cruz, what last year or the year before, whatever, where he was talking shit, told us me about Hans. I had a ton of people. People still write me messages and comments and stuff now saying that I'm only friends with Hans because because he pays me some of the team monster, you know, but that's not, I was, I was friends with Hans for a year and a half before um, I ever got on team monster. And I had zero idea that he was ever going to put me on the team, you know, but Hans, Hans honestly was one of the first friends that I made when I moved to the US in 2016. Um, the very first time we met, we went and ate sushi and then got tattooed. So I'm like, I'm like, that's like my perfect way to hang out with someone is to go, is to go get tattooed. So that's pretty much all I do. Hans, honestly, is one of like the most genuine, generous help people I've ever met. Like I honestly, a lot of the success that I have today, I attribute to him. Like he, he taught me how to market myself. Like he taught me how to, um he taught me to be okay with being authentic about what my interests are and who I am, you know, because before I met him, you know, I I always thought that female fighters quote unquote, like had to fit into a certain um, image or lifestyle and stuff like this. And I, and I always really struggled with that because I just didn't, I just don't have the same interests as a lot of, as a lot of women that are in this sport, you know, like that's an area that I've always kind of, struggled to um relate to other female MMA fighters on is I just had such different interests for them you know but I always thought I I was gonna have to have to try to align myself with the stereotypical female MMA fighter and then Hans is one who was like no dude like like if you love you know knives and shooting ball and shooting arrows and like hanging out with the dogs and living in a van like just just be authentically you and it's um I really think that's weirdly something that is helps me be really relatable to a lot of people is because like he almost gave me permission to to be public with who I really am, you know? So honestly like hard to see hard to see the Godsend is on many fronts for me. If it wasn't for that monster deal I, I probably would have had to go back to Australia through COVID, you know, that really was the only reason I, I was a- financially able to stay in this country. Um so even like on a personal level, I fucking love Hans. He's like, he really is one of my best friends. Um, and then from a, like from a business standpoint, he really has been a lifesaver as well, you know? So I will, I will talk well, speak well and defend Hans from the day I die because he's, he really in so many different facets, he's been so integral, um, in my life since we've become friends. So he's a fucking good man. Like he, he really is. And it's, it, it, Pisses me off. It fucking drives me crazy when people just when people think that they know who he is because of this like crazy person that he portrays on Instagram, which really is him, you know. But but we all only show a certain piece of ourselves on social media, you know. And people seem to forget that they go, oh, like, oh, this is always hanging out with spiders, or like, blah blah blah, you know. But that's like he really is such a just intelligent, fucking genuine person. And it upsets me that more people
0: don't get the opportunity to see that, you know? I, From a fan's perspective, um, he seems like a super cool dude. I was watching that event where Dom said that. I put zero seconds into what he said. And I think most MMA fans also didn't give that any credence. For one, because a lot of people don't know who he is. And for two, because most there's been no evidence in the limelight. I think the MMA media likes to blow shit way up just yeah. so that they can get they can get clicks. You know what I mean? I mean, if Conor McGregor farts in his sleep, MMA media <laughs> reports on it. Yeah, so it's
1: <laughs> that's a jerk
0: As somebody, I've I've thought about messaging him and offering him a knife, but. I you know, he, I don't know the guy. He looks so busy. It's like just a miracle that you responded to me. You know, I've sent messages to I mean, so if, many people. If I if you wanted to. I, I, sorry. sorry. keep going. I'm sorry. I keep
1: cutting you
0: off. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, I sent you one. Uh, Bryce Mitchell got one. And uh, Max Payne Griffin got one. Um.
1: And, uh, you actually told me that you sent Wonder Man. I see Max like two times a week. I thought he loved Max too. He that seems shows. like an awesome dude. Like. He really does. He really is. Uh, yeah, he really is. Um, it took me a little while to like break through and actually like get him to talk. Like he's never unfriendly. He's just very quiet and quite reserved, you know. But like once yeah. you can break through his, his quiet <laughs> side, he's so fucking funny. He's such a good dude. But you is, really should uh, I mean you should reach out to Hans and Offer one. He would he really would love that because like he he's uh he's one of those people because he runs monster and stuff where people are always just trying to take and take and take, you know? And he very rarely yeah. has, has people just genuinely try to give.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I I enjoy it. Like I gave you a knife, I gave Bryce one. Max Payne one. I've given out tons of them because it means something to me that you guys have one that I made. You know, like it's not like I never asked for anything in return. I've messaged, fuck, I've messaged Jelly Roll, Jocko Willink, <laughs> Michael Michael Chandler, uh, Roseanne Barr. I've messaged so many different like celebrities or just people that I like. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, hey, you want one? And if they respond, which Rarely, rarely they do, but if they do, usually <laughs> they say, yeah, sure. Because, you know, no strings you know, attached, I do It's care. hard,
1: yeah. As your, as your following gets bigger, uh, like, I miss messages a lot. And I try to stay on top of it cause, because of things like that. Like Also, you have the message request folder. And, um My coach, Kieran, just discovered the message request folder the other day and realized how many pro fighters were trying to come through with us that he just totally ignored. So it's hard that the big you following is it is hard to try to actually see all the messages. But I'm I'm glad I'm glad you reached out to me because I fucking love that knife. <laughs> <That's the truth. laughs> I had someone I had someone else like a couple of years ago make me a kitchen knife as well, and it was cool. But like it it wasn't it wasn't that great. You know what I mean? Like it looked really pretty, but in terms of the actual being able to use it, it was fucking useless. But this one, the one you gave me, I use all the time.
0: I'm so happy to hear that. You have no idea. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it as a knife been, maker, that's big words. Yeah. I haven't been oh, doing really? it that long and so like I get a lot of positive feedback, especially lately the more I more hours I put into it. Like Jason yeah. here is my biggest fanboy, you know. Uh,
1: really? <laughs> I want one of his knives.
0: He won't even give me one.
1: Uh i've been
2: i've been making knives a long time and (laughs) i'm i guess probably close to six years now and seeing what ryan can do you know he's he's above my level with not even nowhere close to the the amount of time in it i just feel like he's got a natural talent that's just like kicking ass Thanks, buddy. It's
1: crazy how that can how that can happen, eh? Like yeah. like I see that in my industry a lot as well, where like you meet some people that are putting in that are put in years to get where they're at and they still like have such a hard time learning and stuff like that. Like it's so difficult because they're not naturally gifted, you know? And then you see some people come through and they just pick shit up straight away and it's so fucking annoying. So, yeah. Brian, that shit's really <laughs> annoying.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because I have two brothers that are artists too and they're tattoo artists. And oh, okay. They give me shit constantly because like, I was like, <laughs> one day I was like, man, maybe I'll tattoo. And they're like, no. Because you'll be fucking awesome it. at it in a year, and you'll be better than <laughs> us, and it'll fucking piss us off. And I was like, "Whoa, Jesus oh, Christ!" Sure, guys, support your family. This, I I just have to. I get psychotically obsessed about things, like not in a creepy way, yeah, but they, like in a like I, <laughs> like my wife calls it laser focus. <laughs> like I get laser focused on something, and I just can't stop. And it's it's a blessing and a curse, you know. But there's things I want to yeah. get laser focused on that I can't. Like I haven't been able to like yeah. be working out for instance, like I'm a fat fuck and it drives me nuts. Like I don't want to be a fat fuck. <laughs> I'm not a fat fuck, but I'm not, I ain't fit by any means. I couldn't run to the mailbox. You <laughs> know?
1: Yeah. But it clearly doesn't, it clearly doesn't interest you the way that like the things you are laser focused, uh, do, you know, because like I, I experience the same thing. Like I, um, I fucking love fight training, but if you ask me to do any other form of training, I'm excited to go fuck yourself. Because I'm like, no, nah, I hate it. I hate training. <laughs> I, hate, I hate fitness stuff. I just do the ones that I enjoy. Um, but I, I often have that, same, have that same kind of gripe where like, there are certain things that I wish I was really good at and that I know if I put in the time, I could be really good at it, but I just have zero desire to put the time in. You know, like there's just, you can, you can want to be interested in something as much as, as you can dream all day about being interested in fucking fitness or getting in shape. But if you don't enjoy it, you don't enjoy it. You're not going to commit to it the way you've committed to life making.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know.
1: Yeah, I keep and, thinking I'm, yeah. I'm going to fucking learn to play the guitar. I've had this guitar sitting with me for three years and I think I've picked it up twice. I pick it up for about 30 seconds and I go, oh, I'm not instantly good. Fuck this stuff. Never mind.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, actually, we talked about that on a previous episode. That I've tried to learn guitar four times. Me too. And <laughs> since I'm not, since I'm not instantly good at it, I say fuck this, and
1: <laughs> too much effort.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I've had the same guitar in the corner of my bedroom for ten or twelve years, probably, and I might <laughs> have picked it up and seriously tried to do something twice, maybe.
1: Yeah, see, I'm with you. It's, I feel like playing guitar is just one of those things where it's so cool when someone's good at it, but unless you like really want to be good at it, it's just not fucking worth it. Like what? Like what? You know, I. I am. Um, I'm a big. am a big believer in putting my energy and the skills for life. Like at the end of the day, with the apocalypse patterns, like what do you think playing a guitar is going to fucking accomplish? Nothing.
2: It'll calm them down.
1: Definitely. We <laughs> Make
2: the zombies dance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. it's funny
0: too, cause one of my brothers plays guitar and he's exceptional like shreds yeah. on the guitar but it's gotten him nowhere and he was tattooing yeah. me one day and he's like you know when i post a tattoo video i get like thousands of likes or whatever views on it but when i post a guitar video i get like a couple dozen and i was like that's because nobody gives yeah, a no fuck about cares. people who play the guitar bro i don't know what yeah. to tell you well, yeah. you
2: know the guitar yeah. is one of those things where, like, you don't have to be in shape. You could be, like,
1: yeah.
2: shit-faced off Moonshine, curled up in the back of a couch somewhere, <laughs> just laid back with your eyes closed and playing a tune that sounds great, you know, yeah, and they make it look easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. My brother learned how to play guitar purely to impress girls. That literally is the only reason people know how to play
2: guitar. That'll do it. That might have had something to do yeah. with why I wanted to start, but it didn't work.
1: <laughs> had to figure another
2: out. Yeah, I had to go with Plan B. <laughs> so, so I had all these
0: like generic questions lined up for you, like what's your favorite music, what's your favorite movies, but you probably don't watch a lot of movies, do you? Being that you live in a camper. Honestly,
1: well, I have a, I have a little. Hey, hey, chill. Oh. Like, this dog, this puppy, likes to just bark at nothing all the time. Go away, dog. Um, (laughs) I I have my iPad, but I just tend to watch the same fucking TV shows over and over again because I like, if I get time to sit down and watch TV, I usually don't have the, the brain capacity or the bandwidth to learn to watch something new. Stop, Stop. Stop barking. Um, I did just watch Hereditary last night and then The Witch, because I got told they were real scary, and I don't ever believe that any movies are real scary, so I watched them and they weren't that scary, but that was kind
2: of disappointing. It's funny that we're talking about TV with uh, an Australian person. My wife and I have been on a kick lately, and by complete accident, we've watched like four Australian TV shows in a row. like The full season, you know, every season of the series, all the way through.
1: What are you watching? What
2: Australian shows are there? Uh, we watched one called Wentworth. It was about a woman's prison. Oh, yeah. that well, I good haven't show. seen that yet. I heard it's really
1: good.
2: It is really good. But, you know, every now and then, you wouldn't have a problem, but every now and then, you know, they say some words that mean different things here. And it, yeah. it, it yeah, makes yeah. me think too hard. Like you you say, I've heard you say it a few times so far in the episode. You say, <laughs> you reckon. Well, that's just
1: Yeah,
2: you reckon? Normal. Here, if someone says you reckon, like, that's a redneck that says that, you know, down in the woods somewhere.
1: uh, See, I thought you would have understood that because I'm like, I just sort of make assume that that people from the South are rednecks. And I'm like, all my redneck friends understand me better than my California friends.
2: That's a a fact. That's all the way true. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my my old straight coach at the at the UFC Performance Institute from Louisiana, and he at least I loved talking to him because he understood every single thing that I said, you know, and and he used a lot of the same like slang and lingo because southern Southern America, wait, not South America, but America, North America, southerners, um, yeah, the the lingo, the slang is very very similar to Australia.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we watched the the prison show, that was good, and we watched one called Glitch. I couldn't finish that one, because it's just not about stuff that is cool to me. You know, it's like people <laughs> coming back from the dead. It was just weird as shit, but... Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I don't really watch any Australian, any Australian shows, honestly. I grew up watching them, so now I like I hear an Australian accent, and I cringe. So <laughs> oh, it's okay, Justin, you're in America.
2: Well, we didn't know they were Australian, until so we started watching them. You know, we just scrolled, read the description, uh, and like, oh, that sounds cool. So hit go on it, and that's just what we ended up with.
1: Yeah, I watched Brad. pretty
0: much exclusively, like, alien documentaries and uh, <laughs> crude adult cartoons. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Very, very specific taste.
0: Like, say that again?
1: Very specific taste. Alien documentaries yeah. and crude uh, adult cartoons.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there's actually one show that I watched that doesn't fit into either of those, and it's my fucking favorite show. It's Drunk History. Have you ever watched that?
1: Oh, I haven't. No, I haven't watched that. I have, like, I keep getting told to watch it, but I just, I, I since I've been sober, I have a hard time, like, listening to anyone speak when they're drunk. So it, it doesn't appeal to me, even though I keep getting told that I would still really enjoy it it should yeah, that, yeah i don't know there's just there's just a way that people talk when they don't that just annoys me you now
0: yeah fair enough i feel that <laughs> yeah. so i know what you it's mean like yeah
1: a, like an yeah like an ex-cigarette smoker that talks shit on everyone who smokes cigarettes now
0: yeah i was saying to jason earlier because i smoke and for some reason it must be a social thing i chain smoke when we're recording podcasts and uh I was oh like, yeah i saw I, you I, I saw you there yeah, I was like, how am I going to smoke a cigarette in front of a professional athlete? <laughs> I'm like, you're
2: I'm going to look like a jerk off.
1: To, <laughs> no, you're fine. I used to smoke cigarettes uh, for like 10 years. I'm glad I kicked that there. No offense, I'm sure you really love it. But there was definitely, there was actually, me and Amber were talking about smoking cigarettes the other day because she, she was right. I mean, I have the, especially where I am in Northern California, like, I almost never see people smoking cigarettes now. And in Australia, it's like every second person does. Like my whole, my, both my parents, you know, like everyone around me always did. Um, but yeah, everyone I was talking about the other day, she was like, oh, I just drove past this girl who smoked a cigarette out the window and it's like 7.30 in the morning. Right? Both, both her and I teach at 6 a.m., so I think we were driving home after, after teaching and she was like, man, at 7.30 in the morning, like, who gets up and wants to smoke a cigarette at seven at seven thirty in the morning? I'm like, bro. Both you and I used to smoke cigarettes, and you know that that morning one with the coffee was always the best one. Like, that was always the best cigarette of the day. It was was first thing in the morning, sitting down with a cigarette and a coffee. It was like yeah. the perfect way to start the day.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Amber, she's Amber. How do you say her last name? Lebrac. Lebrac. Librock. Librock. yep. She fights in Invicta, right?
1: Yep, yeah, we'll try to... Hard she gets a title uh, fight in for Invicta.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I watched her last fight. I think it was a couple weeks ago. And uh, she yeah. choked that girl out with the rear naked choke. She's badass. She looks really tall for that weight class, too.
1: Oh, and is massive. <laughs> She's legitimately fucking massive. Like... <laughs> Like one sixty five and six foot, which for I know for a dude isn't that big. For a chick, she's fucking huge. And she's yeah. jacked That's- as well. Like she has she has jacked shoulders. She has fucking a big butt. Like yeah, she's she's a she's an Amazon woman.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's shaped like uh, Megan Anderson. Who's a, yeah. she's another Rich Australian. Not- yeah. Just super long and lanky. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. There's not there's not that many like true one forty five pounds female fighters um megan and amber are definitely and and cyborg are probably the only three that are, that definitively are
0: 145 yeah for sure but we weren't going to talk about mma because everybody talks to you about <laughs>
1: <MMA>. it <like, laughs>
0: you know I mean? but yeah, yeah I, w- I wanted to bring up amber because she's your best friend and like you know she's coming up in the invicta and she's a fucking certifiable badass just like you like um, when when you, like the certain fighters that when you see them hit somebody you feel it through the screen you know what I mean like you can see the impact <laughs> and, and you're one of them like I would not want to get punched in the mouth by you that's for sure
1: ah <laughs> oh, we'll and Amber, also in a the three and a bit years I've been at CSA Amber's the only person to drop me uh she like the lot literally the last time we sparred which is before COVID we've just never sparred <laughs> I ran straight into a right know. cross and sat down like a sack of
0: She hit hard. Yeah. She, and like, it makes a difference too. like most people other than seeing you guys on TV, the only <clears> times they've <throat> ever seen people hit each other is in like high school fights or things like that. Yeah. It's different. It's different when you know how to put your body behind it and actually generate some power, you know? Um, yeah. Did you watch or, the, or did you or watch if the you last the night?
1: Timing. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I don't think I watched uh, all of them. I was I was watching I was watching Hereditary and watching the fights at the same time. So I, watched, I saw some of them, not all of them.
0: Did you see that Josh Quinlan knockout?
1: Yeah, I saw that finish. Especially because Coach Kirian, whenever the fights are, he sends us like, "This is how you do it," or "This is how you don't do it." And he sent us that finish and said, "This is how you don't throw a body kick." Because threw <laughs> well, a shitty body he had his head down, yeah, he wasn't
0: protecting his yeah, face. Yeah. But yeah, you, like, Quinlan made like an audible <laughs> grunt when he threw the punch, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> like, oh, that's gotta suck. What's it like getting knocked out? Have you ever been knocked out in training?
1: Uh, yeah, one time, like ten years ago. Um, I honestly don't remember it, but I definitely know that I don't want it to happen again. No, I've only, I, I've, I, I've, yeah, I've only been knocked out one time, and it was by a dude in tra- It was actually by a coach in training, and then he like disappeared afterwards, <laughs> and I never was saw him
0: again. Was it an accident?
1: Um. So okay, so the story was this dude came to my gym looking for a job, right, and so. At my gym, there was just me and another female. Um, She was a bit smaller than me. I think she fought at 115. I was fighting at 135, but uh, I was significantly bigger then than what I am right now. Um, And so my coach, the owner of my gym, was like, okay, like, yeah, we can give you a job, but i got to see how you work with women because it it just takes a different, like, level of communication and a different intensity, blah, blah, blah. And dude dude who was looking for a job had only – had been – uh, teaching in Japan and, and had only worked with male fighters. So he gets in and he starts sparring with the other girl, no problem. And then I get in to spar with him, and I think I hit him with a left hook. Mind you, he was well over six foot. He was a lot bigger than I was. Um, and I think I hit him with one left hook, and he just, went like whack knocked me out fucking cold. <laughs> oh, so,
2: that's fucked up. Yeah, yeah that's rude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I thought so too. Uh, and then he then he disappeared, right? Like, obviously didn't get the job, and then just never came back anyway. And then um, I moved. So I was living in Sydney when that happened. And Then I moved up north to Brisbane and started training at a gym up there. Um, and that dude was coaching at a rival gym in Brisbane and found out that I was at this. That I moved up there and then started telling everyone that I made the story up. I literally out of nowhere, because I hadn't told anybody. Like, I wasn't going around going, oh, this fucking random dude knocked me out. Like, that's not something that you just going and spout off. Like, for what fucking purpose? But, yeah, so he found out that I moved to the same town that he was in and then started telling everyone at his gym about how I made up this story about getting knocked out by him. And so then everyone at that gym would talk a bunch of shit about me, and then I ended up fighting their head Muay Thai coach, and I beat her, so then they hated me even more. And then about a year later, the owner of the gym came up to me and was like, Hey, we're really sorry for talking so much shit about you. When, when blah, blah, this other coach, um, told us that you made that story up. He was like, Cause he actually started coming in drunk all the time and knocked out a bunch of our fighters. It's like, so now we, now we believe that he was full of shit. And I'm like, cool. Like, I never said anything either way, you know, because like, it's such a fucking weird thing to decide to talk about. And then he, and then dude just disappeared off the face. I never. Or heard anything about
0: it again? Yeah, like why would you want to cause a bunch of drama that's not needed?
1: Because uh, I think he was just a fucking drunk degenerate, you
0: know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, like,
0: when I, when I hear that story, all I can think of is, well, he was just covering his ass because he knocked out a girl, and well, that's like, exactly. Yes, it, you're a badass exactly. girl, but you know, like that. I'm sure that's frowned upon. You know?
1: Yeah. Especially if you're a coach working with a smaller female, like a coach should never knock out fucking anyone, regardless of size of gender. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, for like sure. it, it was you're in, a there, weird, to it was you're a in there to train, you're not in there to take damage. Yeah, it was such a weird thing for him to do to like talk about, you know, it was so pointless.
0: Yeah, are there any uh sports you follow other than your own? Um,
1: really like I always I always enjoyed basketball but I tend to only I tend to only watch other sports if like I have a friend playing you know like I have a couple of friends that are in the NFL so if they're playing I try to watch and pretend that I know what the fuck is going on or um, you know if one of my basketball friends is playing I'll watch but I don't, honestly I don't really have a whole lot of time to watch other sports I barely have time to watch my own sport.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't follow any other sports. I know the rules of like basketball, football, baseball, but you, you like people who are fans of sports get connected to them, you know? And I don't yeah. feel that connection when I'm watching anything other than MMA, you know, like, yeah, or like combat sports in general. I like watching boxing, you know, um, but not to the degree that I watch MMA. I don't miss an event when it comes to the UFC. Yeah. Um, So it's like, I
1: only really even watch MMA if it's my friends as well. You know, like I don't really, if I don't know if I'm not a fan of who's fighting or if I'm not friends with them, I don't really watch.
0: Yeah. Who's a, who's the most famous person you've ever met? I mean, you're relatively Um, famous yourself, so I'm sure you've been exposed to even more famous people.
1: Yeah, a couple. Um, I met Chris Pratt at a, at a UFC event a couple of years ago. Um, I, I think it was at the Forum in LA. I met Chris Pratt, which was pretty cool because, like, I named my dog after the Raptor and Jurassic World, and that, that's the movie Chris Pratt was in. And then he was actually at my last fight, which I'm glad I didn't know about until afterwards. That was pretty disappointing to get fucking familiar in front of Chris Pratt. Um, and I met, uh, Anthony Kiedis from the Chili Peppers, which was, which was like, uh, I'm trying to pick my words, which is interesting because Anthony Kiedis back like in the late 90s, early 2000s, long hair, Anthony Keatus might have been my first real crush. Um, <laughs> so then, so then I got to, then I got to meet him and, uh, that was like, kind of like my world blew up a little bit and not in a positive way because he was very small and he's not, and he doesn't have long hair anymore and like, my first, my very first boyfriend looked just like Anthony King. It's like same body shape, had the long hair, like they, uh, face looked very similar. But I always loved him. So it was kind of like a, when I met him again, was at a, at a UFC event in LA. I think um, it actually might've been the same one that I met Chris Pratt. And it was kind of like this really surreal moment between like, holy shit, like this is my first real crush. And then like, oh my God, you're really small. You know, <laughs> like it was, it was a mixture of like, yeah, I'm like excitement, but disappointment at the same time. And it's funny. I just went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert in San Diego, like two or three weeks ago. Um, and I sent my mom a video and I was like, oh man, like I can't wait for you to come to the U.S. again. It would be, it would have been really cool if you were here. And she's like, holy shit. Like I remember how much like, you used to love Anthony Peterson and he was so sad when he found out he was gay. And I'm like, He's gay. I don't, even <laughs> that like, I don't ever remember finding out that information, but I mean, like, I was never going to bang him anyway, so I guess being straight or gay doesn't really affect me <laughs> in the slightest. Um And then, so before I started fighting, I was super into bodybuilding, right? Like, I thought that, like, I was doing powerlifting and bodybuilding, and I dated a couple of bodybuilders, um, so I was always a big fan of Flex Lewis. And now, now Flex is, is like one of my really fucking good friends, and he's probably the one person where where I don't. Do you guys know who that is?
2: I have no idea. No, no.
1: Anyway, so so Flex Flex is the Welsh Dragon, and he won uh, Olympia, I think, seven times. He's like one of the most famous bodybuilders on the planet. Um, Holy fuck! Yeah, and so so he's one of my really good friends now. Like I, he lives in Vegas. Whenever I'm in Vegas, I go visit him and his wife and his kids and. He just called me the other day, and we've been friends for like four years, but it's still, whenever I like get a message from him or get a phone call or see him, he's like, oh, Jesse, you know, it's like, can't be, can't be. he's like, Jesse, I love you, you know, I miss you, come visit the family, blah, 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 it still trips me out, because he was like, when I was coming up through bodybuilding, like he was a fucking god, you know, and and someone that I never thought I would ever Be fucking friends with You know like He he would You know how When you're interested In something There's certain people That are just like Next level celebrity status For you And Flex Flex was that For me with bodybuilding Where like I never in my fucking life Thought that I would End up being friends with him And even though I've been friends with him For a couple of years I still trip out Almost every single time I see him And go holy shit Like This dude's so fucking famous And that's my friend You know It's pretty It's pretty cool
0: i I would like to feel like I know exactly what you mean <laughs> <laughs> yes. i wouldn't I wouldn't say we're friends, but you're on that level for me having conversations with oh, Bryce Mitchell that's really sweet. <laughs> I, I fucking I fucking love that dude, you know what I mean and when i when I sent a knife to Bryce, he responded <laughs> to me on Christmas morning, so like my phone, my <laughs> it's Christmas morning, my phone went off, and it's fucking Bryce thug nasty Mitchell. And he's like, yeah, I'll take the knife. I'm like, hell yeah. Oh, my God. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Like, we've had little text conversations about his pigs and his putting up a fence and shit like that. I'm a small engine mechanic, so I told him if he ever has any trouble to give me a shout. And, you know, we've chatted a little bit. And I haven't talked to, I haven't messaged uh, Max and Griffin in a while. I wanted to see how the knife was doing. But on the other side of that, I don't want to be like one of them weird fans who fucking messages celebrities all the time and thinks that I'm friends with them. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like a hard, it's like a hard gamble.
1: I mean, you don't, you don't come across as as the weird fan, So you're fine. I mean, to me, you don't.
0: That's good. That's good. I'm sure. I'm like, I'm sure you especially probably get some weird ass DMS from like random people. You know, I mean, being as famous as you are and you're a female, like, like Jason and I, we have small Instagram followings. I have like 840 followers. He's got, what do you got, 1,500 now? Something like that. I haven't looked in quite a while. And we both get messages from like porno bots and shit like that. But being on the <laughs> level you're at, you're almost at half a million. So, like, you have probably get messages from real weirdos, not computer-generated ones.
1: <laughs> I get, I get, uh... I get the weirdest messages I get. Like I used to get a lot of dick pics, which thankfully I don't get anymore. Like I don't think I've had one for probably two years, which is really nice. Um, But I get a lot of like people being upset that I don't repost them. So the the thing that happens the most with people is I get like these fucking weird dudes being like, I love you. I love you. Oh my God, marry me. Oh my God, I would treat you so well, blah, blah, blah. And then... After like a month of me not reposting the shit that they tagged me and Then they go, I fucking hate you. You're a bitch. And I'm looking at this one right now that I got 40 minutes ago. And it says, I was your fan. Why didn't you publish the story that I posted about you? Is it because I'm not an American or a European? I hate you. That's that's, that's <laughs> the best I hear from. That's fucked up. <laughs> wow.
2: That's, but some fucking they're psychos they're out the there. Ones,
1: Yeah. They're the ones that I get a lot. Um, because, like, I do, I do try to repost a lot of what people tag me in, you know? But also, if it's fucking dumb, then I'm not gonna repost it. Like, that's, that's just a fact. Like, if you tag me in dumb shit, I'm not gonna fucking repost it. Or if you, yeah. So, I don't know, people, <laughs> like, take it weird, people take it weirdly personal, personal. And I also get a stupid amount of marriage proposals. And I'm like, I could be a complete fucking piece of shit. Like, You're you're proposing to this person that you see on social media, like I could be a terrible person. But because I but because I like look cute on Instagram, you know, that's you're like, Oh, I wanna marry you. It doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah, you could blackmail all those guys that sent you illicit dick pics. You could be like, All right, twenty five hundred bucks or I'm posting it.
2: I've never understood the concept behind a dick pic. Like, why? Yeah, well, you got to show uh, off the goods. But. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I'm more than confident in my own self, but I wouldn't just send that to strangers. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's j- just creepy to me. Like, that's why we're both married, Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: No, <laughs> so it's a weird. Um, it's it's like <clears throat> it's it's like those people who get off on flashing, you know, or get off on like having sex in public. Like there's there's some people that that derive some form of pleasure or value out of knowing that people have seen them. You know, so I feel like for a lot of dudes it's not even about like wanting me to think that their dick pic is great. It's more the knowledge that I that I saw that dick. It's <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, that's why I don't that that's why does... I don't repost that stuff because then I feel like if I do, I'm gonna get more.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's a good point. That that's a very valid point. I wonder what percentage of them actually thinks they has a chance by doing that? Like somehow you're gonna message them and be like, "I saw it. Yeah. You're the one." Oop! I like that, Becker. Yeah. <laughs> <You're the
1: laughs> <guy,
0: laughs> you know like, okay. how many of them think that that's actually gonna, like, is it half a percent? Or like sending <laughs> that out and they're <laughs> like, "Oh, this is the time. She's gonna see it, <laughs> has and that ever we're happened? gonna fall in love, and <laughs> that's it."
1: <laughs> uh, has that ever happened for anyone? Has any woman ever looked at a random picture of a dick and gone, yes, that's the one? (laughs) Maybe chicks marry guys on death
0: row, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, okay, valid.
0: They're like, oh, you slaughtered 30 people. I like
2: that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so hot, though. That's hot. (laughs) I mean, that shows commitment.
2: Yeah, it shows something. So
0: we get, a, we get a segue here for a second. We do a segment on the show called the Patreon Spotlight because we have a Patreon. So uh, okay. we're going to do that now. And basically what we do is we play a obnoxious little jingle. <laughs> there it is. Yep. We list out all the Patreons and then we pick one randomly. And then we go through their Instagram and just kind of shout them out. Most of them are knife makers, you know, um, and just kind of segment their work. You can join in if you want, or you can just sit back for a minute and listen to the fun.
1: Or oh, find, find their Instagram and have a look for myself. Okay, go.
2: All right, guys. You heard Ryan. It's that time. It's the Patreon Spotlight brought to you by Maritime Knife Supply. They are your one-stop shop for everything knife-related that you need. If you want it, he's got it. So look him up at MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. First off, we got Donnie Dulevich, Knife Material AT, Aru Blade Works, our little short fat friend, Brigham Kendell, Mark LeBlanc, Mark Vanderwerf, Bex Armory, Todd Harrington, Dennis Tyrell, Sharks Clare Custom Cutlery, Zachary Sowell, Maritime Knife Supply, The Man, Driver Defense Knives, Noah Bloomberg, Crafty Man Forge, Brian Hennenkamp, Echo Blades, Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations brimner built knives snake branch knife works and darren at stormlight forge so now i'm going to go over here to the random thingy go number one through 21 and we got number five who's lucky number five let's see one two three four five mark leblanc let's look up mark leblanc papa hatchie axe he's another uh canadian right i do believe i think he is Does he not follow me? Well, that's rude. He follows me. (laughs) All right, yeah, he's in, uh, oh, goodness, he's in Quebec, Canada. Just just pissy, I think. So uh, I think a lot of people already know Mark. Mark's kind of a big deal, but uh, he's only got 492 followers. That blows my mind when I see someone like him that's doing the kind of work he does. And is as well known as he is, and four hundred followers. Oh, it's Mark with the C. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. LeBlanc.
0: Yeah, he, he does a lot with axes. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in Pickles Shop recently. Does some nice handle work. Did a nice double bit handle. Uh, let's
2: see what it says. Serious Seeger Splitter. Yeah, yeah it looks it like good work. Mainly, his stuff is axes.
1: I love a good hatchet.
2: Yeah. That would explain the name. Yeah. Papa Hatch Axe.
0: I've been to Quebec. It's a beautiful place. Um, Back in the day, when I was 19, you didn't need a passport to cross the border, and now you do. And uh, here, the drinking age was 21. There, it was 18. Uh. So. We used to, it's like a four hour drive, five hour drive from here. So we just drive up, cross the border, go act stupid, not get arrested, come back. But Oh, he's got a big old fat orange tabby cat. Sold for me, dude, <laughs> Yeah,
2: you're going to find the my... critter if they've got one.
0: If they got a critter, Ryan likes them. Yeah. I love, I just love <laughs> animals, man. That's my jam. I love how uh, people kids have it
1: up. Like they do not. Fancy, they just look simple they uh remind me of ron fonson from parks and Recreation. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah like you wouldn't be afraid to use them
1: yeah and that that's what i like like i hate i hate when people i mean I, everyone everyone has things that they like but i like a knife that you can use and a hatchet that you can use
2: yeah you don't want yeah. it to be so pretty that it it's supposed to be on a shelf or something. I mean, what's the point? Of, yeah. What's the point? You know, I I've had people say that to me about my
0: knives. Like, Oh, I just, it's on the mantle or whatever. I don't want to use it. Cause it's too beautiful. And I'm like, no, no, I made it to use. You got to use it. I've heard you that know? about mine too. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I'm a big fan. of Like, I don't know. I, I just, I hate pointless shit.
1: You know what I mean? Like, like, I don't ever want anyone to buy me a gift if it has no actual purpose or use. Like, I, you know, when you live kind of a minimal lifestyle, everything has to have a use. And so that's what I don't understand. Like, I love beautiful knives, but also, if I want a knife, I want to be able to use it for so what a knife's useful.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, his right. axe is a knife. His exactly. hatch is a knife.
0: But yeah, check him out, Papa Hatchie Axe, Mark LeBlanc.
2: Thank uh, you for your support, Mark, everybody. And if you want to get your own name in there on that list, all you got to do is go to patreon.com, look for the Hustle and Grind podcast, put your name on the list, and you could be the next on the Patreon spotlight.
0: And from that, I'm going to swing right into our other sponsor, Phoenix Abrasives. I've got an order on the way from them right now, so go check them out. They're your one-stop shop for all your abrasive needs. What's that promo code? The uh, promo code is Hustle10 at checkout. You get 10% off your entire order. Yeah.
2: Check them out, guys. There, we got all that stuff out of the way. Now we can get back on to our guest. Yeah, back to Miss Jessie Jess. You know how it <laughs> is. We got to pay the bills.
1: No, you folks cool. I
0: appreciate that. <laughs> what was that? Say that again.
1: I said, I appreciate that. I respect that.
0: <laughs> You've actually, you have a sponsor that I'm super jealous of because dude, I'm a uh, mechanic, I'm, I'm a mechanic install. for my day job. <laughs> she called <And> it. Being, <laughs> yeah, and being sponsored by Crescent Tools, I mean, that's amazing. I could look my yeah. favorite pair of snips are Crescent; they're awesome.
1: Oh, so. dude, how good are they though? I just got a I just got sent a pair the other day, and I'd been I, I went out to their, um to North Carolina to do like their Crescent Tools Day back in April, I think it was. And I was demoing the snips and I was like, fuck, oh, you guys have got to send me some of these. And they just turned up last week and that's so sick. They're so great. I,
0: I use them on the daily. Like as a mechanic, yeah. I cut wire with them. I've snipped steel with them, yeah. zip ties, any uh, ripped yeah, so- apart like wire connectors, anything you can think of. I grab them snips and it's cut and it, like, unbelievable yeah. i've had snap on pairs craftsmen all the other major brands and they all end up going home to my like throwaway tool drawer you know
1: yeah no it doesn't make sense to me like how how great they are that's right uh they had i was demoing um what the fuck was I cutting? it was like real thick rubber i think and i can't remember what other brand they had so they had two they had another brand that I had to use first and I could hardly even get through the rubber and then I would use the depressant ones. And like, that was their, that was their promo, right? was how quick and easily they, they cut through everything. And yeah, I couldn't believe it.
0: Uh, does the pair you have, do they, is one of the handles like offset at an angle? Uh Yeah. Does it? Yeah. So it's the same pair I've got. Yeah. I think that yeah. offset gives you more torque than a normal pair, but I don't know. I mean, so I'm super jealous of I mean, that. I That's like pretty them. cool. <laughs> I mean, how do you even get in with a company like that with like Cresty you know, Tool?
1: Uh, you know what it was? Is I um, became friends with Chad Mendez and so then Chad and I started coming up with these plans to work together on some hunting stuff. And then because we were planning on working together on the hunting stuff, he uh, he signed with this um, agency like a not a management like an endorsement agency i think and they were working with crescent and they were like oh we would we want a female mma fighter as well and he was like oh Jesse would be perfect you know because she's outdoors she's handy blah blah and then yeah so then it ended up being me chad and Clay reader um all were like crescent pool's first mma mma team you know so very thankful for that because yeah there are they're a cool bunch of people as well and also like I've been trying to get into industries outside of MMA. And like I said, for a while there, even for a while I thought I had to do the stereotypical MMA thing where like you work with fight brands and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have zero interest in fighting outside of like me actively doing it, you know? So I'm always trying to get on board with, with companies that have nothing to do with my sport. Because I like, what I like to do is be outdoors and build shit and demolish stuff. And yeah, so... I'm very. I, I love being requested. They send me so much cool shit, and it gives me an excuse to pretend I know how to build stuff because I don't. I do it terrible.
0: That's badass. Well, now, yeah. if you ever have any questions about building or fixing anything, I'm your guy. Uh, Chad yeah? Mendez right. is a certifiable fucking badass. Like, I'm a huge fan of that dude. He's fighting bare knuckle now, and dude, his and first he's fight. He's such a in fucking cool person. Huh? Is he a good person?
1: Yeah, man. I never met him until last year. And the second I met him, we hit it off like like brother and sister. I fucking love Chad. Chad's such a good dude. Like, generally such a good dude. And he's like, every single time I see him, he always has a huge smile on his face. He always has a great attitude. Like, he's just, he's someone who's just like genuinely enjoying his life and making the most of it.
0: And he's so terrifying. Like, if you watch, I mean, maybe not for you because you're <laughs> in that industry and like you understand it to a whole nother level as a fan does. But like, when I watch Chad Mendez highlight videos or his fights or like even him hitting the pads, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, unbelievable. J- so Jason, far. you should Google or YouTube later Chad Mendez highlights and just watch. He is a fucking animal. That's but it's, you know. it's always yeah, good to hear just, that they're a uh, good person. You know what I mean? Because we never see the real side of people, maybe MMA fighters, maybe not so much as other sports, because you guys, the UFC gives you a lot of leeway in what you're allowed to say. Like Dana white doesn't really seem to give a fuck what his fighters say. on the <laughs> no, mic. Um, so like, maybe a little less you for you guys, for but you, we don't always see the real person. So it's always good for a fan yeah. to hear that. Like, he's a genuinely good dude. Like I get the impression that Michael Chandler is a genuinely good dude. You know what I mean? Um, maybe he's not, maybe he's a fucking yeah. douchebag. I have no idea, but <laughs> through being a fan, that's the vibe that I get. So uh, yeah. I get that vibe from I, Max actually, Holloway I've too, that met- Max Holloway is like just a gen, like a gem of a human,
1: you know? Yeah. But then like, yeah, I've only met Max, I think once, and that was at our last fight week, and he was very sweet. Um, I've never met Michael Chandler, but for one thing, so I obviously, I think I market very well, you know, and, and one of the reasons why I market so well is because I try to be just very genuine with who I am. Like I show when shit's going right. I show when things are going wrong, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's so many fighters in particular who feel like they can only show like the fight side of them, right? Like they are always going to be the tough guy and fucking blah, blah, blah. And I keep trying to say to them, like the way people are going to love you and, and, and want to follow you is by showing that you're relatable, right? Cause, it's like when you put yourself on a pedestal and make it like you know you're the one percent no one can ever accomplish the things that you've accomplished like people can't relate to that um so I try to tell fighters in particular that all the time and someone someone who really like I only knew them from the TV and then I actually met them and realized how different they were and how great their personality was is Chris Weidman? like I, I honestly I'd only seen like fight interviews and stuff of Chris and I thought he was super fucking boring I'm like, man, he's just like a, just like a typical fucking white dude, you know? Um, yeah. and then I met him and started doing, because he and I, we always end up doing our appearances together for Monster, and he's so fucking funny, and he's so funny, and the very first time I met him, we were in Perth, Australia, for, I actually think this was before I was with Monster. He was out there with Hans for Monster, and I was out there for, uh, the UFC, and, um, Hans, Chris and I were, were off adventuring together and Chris was just so funny. And I was like, hey man, I said, honestly, I always thought you were just like some stereotypical boring fucking dude, you know? Like, I never really thought you had much personality beyond fighting because that's all you really show. I'm like, but I think people would would like you and follow you a lot more if you actually showed who you were because he's fucking hilarious and he has such a good personality. And like, if you ever go to any of his appearances or fighting, you get to see that, but... Through social media, you don't really get to see any of that, and I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of people in MMA that are that way, where they think they just have to have to show the tough guy side, you know, and, and they don't know how to how to let their personality come out, you know. But yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised how many MMA fighters actually are. Like, there's a couple of really shitty ones. Obviously, there is in every sport, but majority of them are just generally really fucking good people.
0: Uh, I I feel like maybe Chris Weidman took your advice like after the leg break. <clears throat> and I mean, I was watching that fight. That shit was horrific. Uh, he seemed to do a lot more personalized media. Like, I mean, he's laid up with a busted shin bone. So he's got yeah. to do something. So like he seemed to go on a lot more podcasts. And when, when people are on podcasts, it's really hard because it's long form conversation, as Joe Rogan says. So you can't you can't maintain that facade for that long and you get to yeah. see a really <laughs> more genuine side of him. And I think that's helped him a lot. Um, I think when he yeah. comes back, if he comes back, uh, he'll get a much bigger pop than he did when he left.
1: Yeah. I hope so. Cause he, he's a, he's a good dude.
0: That's always good to hear too. Like, I, I feel like Dustin Poirier is probably a really good dude. Um, he see that yeah, as he's grown it, as a he fighter, he seems to have kind of let go yeah. of, uh, of that tough guy persona. You know.
1: Yeah, um, you know I don't get it because like everyone knows you're tough. You fucking fist fight for a living, you know. So like, mm. why why do you need to keep telling everyone? You know, I don't yeah. understand it. Like everyone already knows.
0: I feel like as a fan, shit talking is kind of like we all enjoy it to a certain extent, but I feel like the Khabib Connor rivalry almost ruined shit talking for us because Connor was like visibly drunk in the press conferences, just fucking (laughs) saying the most horrendous shit to Habib, like shit that was crossing the line. You know, I mean, he was insulting his wife, his dad, his religion, everything. And I think for a lot of fans, it kind of, we're like, okay, that was enough of that. that's cool. Um, I I personally like the sportsmanship more than the shit talking, though. I'm not going to lie. Like a filthy casual. I do enjoy some shit talking because it's fucking hilarious. Sometimes (laughs) if you get the right two people doing it, it's, it's some gold can be said, but yeah. Yeah. But it is all for show too. For the the most part. Like, like, yeah, you guys are going to punch yourselves in the punch each other in the face. So it is for show to a certain extent. But on the other side, it's part of the game, too. Like, you're trying to get in their heads, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're right. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, <clears throat> I hate it. Like, I, people want to make this sport way more personal than what it is. Like, they the whole, the whole, I'm willing to die in here. And maybe that's why, like, maybe that's why I fucking have lost my last two fights. But, like, it's just a fucking sport. Like, you're not, you're not fighting to, like, your family's not going to get murdered if you lose a fight in the UFC you know like it's it's you're not a fucking son like you're not defending your country you're not defending your town like you're choosing to actively participate in a sport that pays you money so I know like yeah like uh, the the shit talking and like I guess you got to put on a show but it's it's just so fucking tired and done and now it seems like everyone's just shit talking for the sake of shit talking because they think that that's what needs to happen But I'm glad that they do Because I feel like I feel like that makes The people that Don't do it Kind of stare down A little more now There used to be Oh my god The dogs are trying To fight each other That's puppy This fucking puppy Is such a little dick <laughs> Anyway <laughs> She just but comes I- And fucks with my dog For no reason
0: I, uh, I know what you mean though. Like a perfect example of what you're trying to say is uh, the rivalry between Davidson Figueredo and Brendan Moreno. Because yeah, Moreno like, is a cool. fucking, yeah, he's a sweetheart and Figueredo yeah. is a, uh, you can tell he's a nice guy and he's trying to force this shit talking and it doesn't work. It it doesn't come yeah, across. They- so that's why everybody's going to root for Brendan Moreno 10 out of 10 times. I mean, the guy's a fucking gem of a human being when he's not murdering people in the cage, he's putting Lego sets together. I mean, what's fucking cooler than that.
1: That's true. And that's the beautiful thing about this sport that I feel like so many of the athletes within it don't realize is that it's, it's such a, um, like there's such a contrast, you know, between what, what we do for a living and who majority of us are outside of that you know but they're like they think that this this thing this thing that they do for a living is, is their sole fucking point of identity you know and that's why a lot of the shit talking happens that's why like that's why like no one wants to show who they are outside of fighting because their sole identity hinges off this thing that realistically we can only do for fucking 25% of our life you know and yeah. yeah, I never understand it. Like, why is your whole personality based on this one sport when it's not even, it's not even able to be your lifelong career? Like, there's no fucking longevity in
0: it, you know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you guys have probably the shortest career spans of any other sport. Um, but to your <laughs> to your point about being genuine, uh, Derek Lewis is like the perfect. Yeah example of that i mean he's the most hilarious motherfucker i watch every one of his interviews every time he's on the mic i'm watching because he's so fucking funny and his instagram is like the best instagram out there i mean and that's why he's so popular you know it doesn't Derek lewis could lose his next 10 fights and he'll always be a draw because he's just we want to watch him we want to see him like he's awesome
1: yeah and that's why, like, Cowboy Filoni was the thing, you know? Like, I'm, exactly. I'm glad he's retired now because it broke my heart watching him lose so many. Um, but the reason he kept getting chance after chance after chance is because of who he is as a person and and, and how he presents himself. And Sam is probably the same, you know? Like, Sam is what, zero eight one and one in his last nine, nine fights or something, and people still fucking try to want to watch him fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when he loses, he's exciting, and the same with Cowboy. Um But yeah. MMA is one of them weird sports where the younger the younger athletes in the sport have to take out the older athletes, and it's it's yeah, it's sad. It's sad, but also there's something beautiful about it at the same time. You know, I mean, like last night yeah. was a perfect example with Cheeto knocking out Dom like that. I mean, holy fuck! Yeah, he fucking smashed yeah, he his went. nose.
1: Yeah, like fucking at, at the height of Dom's career, who ever thought that that was going to happen? No
0: one. Right. <laughs> no right. one thought Cody Garbrandt too, you know? I mean, I'll, I'll never forget yeah, that fight where Cody was fighting Dom and he's doing push-ups and shit in the cage and, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? How, cra- hey, how crazy, the- though. It, this is the crazy thing about the sport. Like, Cody and Dom is a perfect example because Cody had such a... Like, Cody was on a tear and had such a highlight performance against so many crews and then like not much good has happened to him after that. You know what I mean? Like this sport is so fucking brutal where you can be on the top of the world one minute and then and then the next minute you're like just pouring for a fucking paycheck. Like trying to fight your way back to some semblance of that of that mountaintop.
0: For sure. For sure. The highest highs and the lowest lows. But
1: Oh yeah. um, Oh yeah. It's
0: it's truly been an honor to have this conversation with you. Um, as soon as we get off here, I'm going to shoot Hans a message. I'd love to make Chad Mendes yeah, a knife too, because I know he'd actually use it because he's out there cutting oh, and gutting you. elk and doing yeah, all that shit. My that my shit. ultimate goal in knife making is to have Joe Rogan want to buy one of my knives. that has oh, been be uh, cool. <laughs> the, the the goal since day one. So uh, yeah that'd be cool yeah well
1: she um, she chat a message as well and I'll um I'll let the both I don't know if either of them check that message request but if you send them a message I'll I'll message your book and say go check it out and I'll tell them that I got a really cool dress up here.
0: that's fucking awesome you're the best but we gotta we gotta <laughs> wrap this up we've been going for over an hour now so um I I can't thank you enough for coming on you're literally the most famous guest we've ever had on the show um <laughs> <laughs> That's and, so uh,
1: weird I live it, in a trailer a...
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: But I bet it's a it's fucking it. cool trailer
1: It's alright yeah. <laughs> Well
2: Miss Jessie It was an honor for me to talk to you I'm not uh, as attached to the UFC So I feel like I didn't really have A lot of input on this one But it's definitely been fun And I appreciate you coming on here with us for sure No it's cool Thank
1: you both for having me
0: not a problem. Anytime. If you want to come back on, you just let us know. We'll make it happen. Yeah, Hopefully, we'll I can get care. Bryce Mitchell on. I'm going to message him, but I don't know. We'll see.
1: <laughs> you know, it all works on you guys'
0: generosity of going, yeah, I'll talk to this random dude. Who cares? Why not? <laughs> but yeah, well,
2: we have
1: appreciate- a good
2: Sunday, guys. All right. Thank Thanks. you. We'll talk to y'all all thank again next week. Keep on hustling keep on and on keep on grinding. On. grinding. Yeah, that was a good one.